from the NBC News Radio Broadcasting Studios of KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM and 106.5 FM, located in kind of beautiful, sunny, and kind of rainy California. But uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Water Zone. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Starr, along with the famous Mr. Chris Davies, who's here, who's a good friend and a good uh, product manager and a good all-around everything. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Right back at you, man. Now, do I get a check later or what? <clears throat> sure, I got the quarter's already okay, on the table. Good. I'll right I'll there, I'll buddy. It's shiny and... Absolutely. And well, today is Ag Day today for is. our show, yeah. and we have our other guest host, uh, Miss Ingi Biscono, who's on the air. Ingi, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon to you guys. Happy uh, happy Thursday. Absolutely. Uh, today's a good day. Uh, we got lots of good things to talk about. You yeah. have a great guest. Yeah, thank you, Robin. Uh, Chris, um, you know, here at the Water Zone Ag Podcast, we end up talking about food quite a bit because, you know, our, our agricultural farms use a lot of the state's water. And Rob the, likes to eat. Yeah, in the country's water and the world's water. And, you know, our whole gig is to be more efficient with it, to be as efficient in irrigating as we can, because that's where most of our food comes from, is from irrigated agriculture. And so when, when food gets wasted, we get a little up in arms because it's really wasting water as well. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a uh, guest by the name of Dana Gunders with Next Course, who, oh my goodness, I think she taught us that 40% of all of our food is, is, is thrown away, which is just unconscionable and outrageous and you know she had a lot of great initiatives to help solve that problem and tonight's guest is closely associated and i think we'll really enjoy listening to the very innovative and uh energetic um activities that our guest nita kerman gilson with produce good um is doing to help take unused food from the farms and uh, not have it wasted and um, help solve the hunger problem in Southern California. So, with a really warm welcome, um, hi, Nita, welcome to the Water hi. Zone. Hi, can you hear me okay? I, I sure can. Hi, thank you so much, Amy. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy you're here too. And uh, Chris and Rob, I just met Nita a week ago. She presented to the Encinitas. Uh, uh, Environmental Commission, and I was so impressed with um, the work that she's doing that, that I invited her on the show tonight. So, Nita, um, for your for our listening audience, I'm just going to give a brief intro. Um, basically, you and two other local San Diego women founded the nonprofit Produce Good uh, just about five years ago, I guess, in 2014, right. to quote unquote to reduce waste and hunger by connecting surplus produce to food insecurity in San Diego County. And to accomplish this work, you've been engaging in the community with harvesting practices on the farms and in orchards and also at farmers markets to benefit those in need. So it's a really, really cool uh, nonprofit that you created. But before we get into the nonprofit, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in this, in this food space. Well, it all started when um, my kids were younger. Um, I lived in, a, you know, just a regular suburban community in San Diego called Carlsbad, and I would get really upset walking around the neighborhood seeing all the fruit on the ground. You know, everyone, everyone in San Diego practically has got a fruit tree or knows somebody has a fruit tree. Yeah. But few, very few people actually, like, use all of their fruit. And so I thought, oh, we should do something about this. And this was almost 20 years ago. But nobody was really that interested. I mean, my kids were in a Girl Scout troop, and 
said, hey, we should do a badge for collecting fruit. And everyone was like, ah, no, <laughs> even the adults. So I just kind of waited. My kids grew up, and I thought, you know, it's still bothering me. So I thought I'd find, reach out to some, some places and see if someone was doing something. And I couldn't find anyone. I could not find a group or anyone that was actually doing that, what we call gleaning, which I'm not sure if you are all familiar with that term, but it is an old term from Bible times where farmers would set aside part of their fields for the widows and orphans. They would either pick the harvest, harvest it, or leave it for them. And it's called gleaning. And we have um, brought that term into the 21st century. We are taking picking, harvesting from places that um, where the, the fruit mostly would be wasted, and we are taking that to those who need it. So it's a food recovery program that started out as a very uh, low-key kind of grassroots program. Like I said, I started picking fruit in my friend's yards and taking it to the food bank, and that grew into uh, collaborations with the local food banks who would help with their trucks and move the fruit from where we were picking to their organizations, and they would distribute that amongst their feeding agencies. Wow. So you went from kind of picking a few, picking fruit from a few local uh, trees that was bothering you to creating like a nonprofit uh, called Produce Good. So tell us how that came about and then how you connected to all these food banks that actually collect the food and cook it for underprivileged people. Yeah. So like, like you said, it, it was started out grassroots. Literally, me and my friends would get boxes from the grocery store, run to people's yards, pick the fruit, try to get to the food bank for it closed on Saturdays, and they would do whatever they did. And as that grew, people started finding out about it. And then I was able to connect more on the Internet. This was, you know, not quite the early days, but early enough where it was hard to find people, but started to find some folks. And I did get a good group of volunteers, you know, maybe 100 or so people. And then I met two women um, Geraldine and Alexandra White, a mother-daughter team, who were very keen to also help start this as a nonprofit, a 501c3. And they did all the really <laughs> the heavy lifting of paperwork and did that 38-page governmental form. And we became Produce Good in 2014. And since then, we have grown at a very steep <laughs> rate. So it's been an amazing time for us, I think, because People are becoming more aware of food waste, and, and that has helped us a lot in our, in our cause. Yeah, so I'm reading on your uh, brochure that you gave us last week, um, three uh, quick facts, February 20th, 2019. To date, we've rescued 355,000 pounds of produce. Yeah. A million, million pounds. Yeah, so tell us how much you've recovered and how many people does yeah. this have? So here's our staff. They're pretty great because we only have, so we are a nonprofit. Um, we only have two full-time staff, one half-time. We have about 900 volunteers on our database, so that's fantastic. We could not do it without them. That's how we run our programs. But as far as the numbers go, for example, when we um, incorporated in 2014, we harvested about 5,000 pounds of excess citrus in San Diego. And as you said, just this last year, um, we harvested, uh, last year alone, was 145,000 pounds of citrus. Um, and, our, and our lifetime total has been over 355,000, which 
um, as the USDA um, has, the guidelines are that every pound of uh, produce equals three servings. So that means that somewhere around Christmas time last year, we reached one million servings. So we were wow. pretty excited because, you know, it's like a, we're small but mighty. Well, tiny, tiny staff, but we did a lot. Well, tiny staff, but what'd you say, 900 volunteers? Yeah, on our data. Now, again, those are not all, like, volunteering all the time, but that's what we have in our database. Yeah, that's great. We have about 200 dedicated volunteers, which is awesome, because we run a lot of programs, um, and I can tell you about those, but we have a lot of things that are happening every single week, (laughs) so we need a lot of help, and they have been the engine that drives our programs. And you're basically harvesting, you know, fruit and vegetables that would otherwise just go to waste. Right. So our, our statistics, as you said, Ingi, I mean, I'm so glad you bring up this idea. I mean, I know you guys are all about water, and I love this idea so much because so many people do not realize that when you waste food, you waste water and yeah. all the labor and everything else that went into it. And so, you know, as you said, 40% of all food is wasted, which is appalling. And then you have the additional um, statistic that one, in in San Diego, one in six people is food insecure, which means they don't know where their next meal is coming from. One in six. One in six. six. That's that's outrageous. I know. know. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And it's it's like, oh, my gosh. And it's such a solvable problem. I mean, we literally have all of this excess, and we have this need. So what we do at Produce Good is we are moving it from one point to the other. Because we really do not have a hunger problem in the U.S. at all. We have an accessibility and transportation problem. Yeah. And so there's, you know, the people who, who could use the food aren't getting the food. The food is one place falling down, you know, in orchards on the ground or wherever grocery stores are, they're throwing them in their dumpsters. But it's not going to those who could use it and otherwise, you know, not wasted. You know, it's, it's, it's being wasted for absolutely no reason. Yeah. So you have a couple of programs that um, you administer. So tell us about those. And we you know, then, we, then we can really dive into how people can get involved and volunteer as well. Sure. So we, do, we have two main programs. Um, one is Crop Swap, which is the program I've been talking about, the Backyard Gleaning. Um, that's, um, that's, that's, that stems from the grassroots program I started in 2010. Um, and that involves as it sounds like, backyards, or as in San Diego, <laughs> there's a lot of really big yards. So when yeah. we say backyard, it could be like two acres, and it could be up to 300 trees. Yeah. Because, as you may know, San Diego still retains a big agricultural presence. A lot of people uh, live in places that used to be orchards and groves and commercial things, and they are living amongst groves and groves of primarily citrus trees. And so we go out every Saturday during the citrus season, which is approximately December 15th through August 15th, and we are picking every Saturday morning with our volunteers at different parts of mostly North County, Northeast County in San Diego, where all the fruit is. Um, We pick between 800 and 8,000 pounds um, every Saturday. So it's a pretty amazing amount, and we are not even getting the tip of the iceberg. But that is what we do, and that is that fruit gets transported to um, the two main food banks in San Diego, which are 
Feeding San Diego and San Diego Food Bank. Okay. And that gets distributed by them to their all of their local agencies. So that's our one program, our backyard harvesting called Crop Swap. Our second program, our second food recovery program is called Market Share. And in this program, we operate out of four farmers markets in San Diego um, every Sunday, every Sunday of the year. Um, and we collect between 1,500 and 2,000 pounds of produce that they cannot sell that day. And wow. we, we chose the Sunday market because it is the last day of market, and the vendors and farmers are not going to be able to bring that back four days later right. at their next market. So we collect that, we, um, we tabulate that, and then we distribute that immediately that day to various uh, over 25 agencies that we have contracted with local small food pantries and feeding agencies, and they use that food that very evening. Wow. So we're, we are saving that food, and we are the only ones that are doing that in San Diego. That's never been done before. So all of that food that we are collecting from that program is literally food that has never been saved before, that's never been rescued before. So it's so, pretty exciting for us. Yeah, so otherwise the farmers at the farmer's markets, their unsold produce would just be, it would be thrown away. It would be part of Dana Gunder's yeah. statistic. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and they, they, some of them say, and I'm really happy to hear it, some of them do say that they do take it back and they do use it for either compost or for their animals. But most yeah. of them have told us, honestly, that they, are, they just toss it. So yeah. we know that anecdotally they are, most of them are not, they would waste it. So they are super happy that we are this option that they now have. And they hate waste as much as anybody else. I mean, they oh, put sure. all that blood, sweat, and tears into that harvest. And to see it go in the trash is just probably heartbreaking for them. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not like this program is, um, uh, you know, stealing income from them. They're, it's being used with people who wouldn't be able to buy the food anyway. So Exactly. And yeah. so some of these people, I mean, the food that we're getting is beautiful stuff, beautiful things from the farmer's market that won't last for three or four more days. But it yep. will be great for those two days that we're giving it to these people. And many of them have never seen the level of quality at these places um, that we have been able to deliver to, and they are so incredibly grateful. I mean, there's one small agency that really, truly is on a shoestring budget, and they get mostly canned and packaged food. And when we started delivering to them, they would write us letters and say, it's like Christmas every Sunday because we get to have fresh fruits and vegetables. Oh, my you goodness. Know, that's just <laughs> unbelievable. And for us, it's been so satisfying because we can actually connect with that end person who is actually enjoying the food. And we were able to actually have them all write letters last Christmas to the farmers to thank them for what they were donating. And the farmers, oh. many of them were moved to tears because no one has thanked them for this before ever. And oh. they were just so grateful that this was all being eaten. So it was a really good, you know, very win-win situation. Oh, that's just amazing. Well, tell us how many how many people are actually getting meals from this food that you're rescuing? Um, oh, gosh. I, I, the, the amount of people, well, I, I can tell you, I mean, the servings, I can tell you, I, I guess that would be Serving-wise, you know, a hundred, gosh, <laughs> you got me off a little off guard there. Well, well, uh, I, I can, I can, actually, I can, 
there's a there's a line item in your brochure. They benefit an estimated thirteen thousand children, youth, and adults each month. Thank you. <laughs> Amy, I, 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 I somehow don't have that right in front of me, so I. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I a do. lot of other numbers, but not that one. But I, I know that it's it is a, a huge number. It is a huge number. Yeah, I mean that's you know thirteen thousand people getting food that didn't before. That's 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 pretty major. So it's pretty so amazing. How, so how is your how is your work funded? Uh, who helps with the money side of this? So we. We get um, some. We get some private funding. You know, if we get donations from private individuals, we also have some foundational funding through, um, you know, uh, foundational grants. We also have uh, governmental funding. We we have received grants both um, from the county of San Diego, from several districts, and also the state of California, Cal Recycle, um, which, by the way, has really been applauding our efforts. Um, they really were not aware of how much the act of gleaning has been um, uh, basically diverting uh, edible foods in the landfill. We, we ourselves, just our small organization, has diverted 167 tons of edible produce from the landfill in the last eight years. Yeah, I bet I um, bet they're very interested in that part. Yeah, right. Sure. So they have funded us already. We've already received uh, one one grant, a hundred thousand dollar grant. But we are applying for another one um, coming up in the next couple of months. We should hear. Uh, we have also received an award from the EPA for um, being a, um, a food recovery hero. We definitely were among much larger entities, but because our percentages of what we have recovered over the last well two years was so incredible that we received this this top honor we were the smallest organization to get this honor wow um, congratulations yeah very exciting so we get funding from governmental sources from jurisdictional we are also um have a contract with the city of oceanside and we are working on one with the city of o- escondido to actually be doing gleaning services for the county, and excuse me, for the, each of those cities, because they are very interested now in diversion and zero waste because of the laws that have come down from the state. Um, I'm not sure if your listeners are aware of those, but um, particularly um, AB 1826 and SB 1383, both of those have to do with uh, food waste and how it's going to have to be separated from regular waste and the emissions um, reductions that are coming because organic waste needs to be reduced in the landfill. So there's actually laws on the books today or that are coming? Right now, it's from September, from the 2016, 18, excuse me, 1383, and I think the uh, January of 2016 also was um, 1826. Both of those were passed. And so those that... are basic. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. And so those are both, uh, 1826 specifically has to do with diverting food waste from the, from the stream, from the waste stream, and that's up to every jurisdiction to decide how they're going to do that, but it probably will look like something where they're going to have another bin, uh, you know, on the street, another bin that's going to have not, you know, they'll have recycling, you have your green waste, you have your trash, and then you're going to have your food. So um, because of this, um, our organization will become... I'm imagining increasingly more important because people would, because otherwise they're going to get fined. People will get fined for this. So they would rather donate than be fined money. So yeah. 
And that's why so, the cities are very interested in our program because we can replicate this in every city, everything in the U.S. if we wanted to. But basically to show them how to do this, at least divert some of this from the landfill and be able to feed your own community at the same time. So an extra bin, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, you would wonder why you couldn't put food waste in with the the yard waste, the green waste, and have all the organic stuff together. But you know, yeah, and, and maybe that's what I actually don't know how it's going to shake out. I think because every jurisdiction is kind of having their own way to do this, maybe they will combine it. Um, it's going to be it's going to be difficult, and it's going to take a long time. That's for sure. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, and they haven't been able, they won't be able to enforce it probably for a few more years. They're going after the large, the large generators first, the easy, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, um, if you will. <laughs> no pun but, intended. Um, yeah, but, but, it, but, the, but the idea is that eventually this will come down to consumer level and people will have to be diverting their own food from, you know, from the landfill. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably institutional, you know, large large entities or even restaurants um, yes, first. Yes, like hotels, and then, hospitals, restaurants, all yeah. of those will go first. Yes. Wow. So are any other cities or counties in the state of California doing this? Or well, are you yes, the only one? absolutely they are. They totally are. I know L.A. is doing it. They're much larger. They, there's an organization called Food Forward. They do essentially what we do in L.A., um, I know that there are several organizations, uh, kind of uh, Santa Barbara, Long Beach, also do this type of thing. And I know the city of San Francisco, which is also the county, right, city and county, um, they have some really um, progressive measures. I think they already are using another bin for the food. I think they already have implemented that. I'm not positive, but San Francisco definitely is leading the way because it's so easy for them because they're a city yeah. and a county. <laughs> right. Like a one-stop shop. So, so tell us how you work with farms. Uh, you know, you backyard gardens and smaller farms. Is there a lot of low-hanging fruit? No pun intended. On large farms, or do <laughs> oh, they... we have a lot of puns there, Inky. Um, so, the, so here's what we found out. So, farms. We we thought at first, wow, this is going to be super easy. We just let the farmers know about this great thing, and they're going to come running. That didn't happen, <laughs> and that's. Because now we know that farmers, I mean, they're very busy people, and they don't have time for anything extra. It's a very difficult work. It's very, very time-consuming. And also, um, the idea of having people coming on their farm to glean is not really attractive to most farmers. There's a lot of issues, legal things. There's also contamination issues. So what we did find is that when we started working at the farmer's market, you know, most of the San Diego farmers, and other farmers from Central Valley are there, too. Um, once they found out what we were doing, it took them a while. They're a little bit of a suspicious bunch, <laughs> sorry to say, but they took a while to gain their trust. But when they saw what we were doing, they all got on board. So they do all, almost every, 90% of all the farmers represented at the four biggest markets that we work at in San Diego do donate their excess. And they also, now that they know that we are taking it to the hungry, and they do get a tax deduction at the end of the year because we tabulate every single farmer's donation. We do find that they will call us all midweek um, frequently, especially during the really heavy harvest time, and say, hey, you know, we got a bumper crop of 500 broccoli and we don't know where to put it. 
will you take it? So we've been able to work with them in that way. We can't really, we haven't been able to get onto farms per se, um, but we have been able to have relationships with farmers who will already harvest it and then have it ready for us, and we come pick it up. <laughs> I'm imagining myself as the cook at a food bank and somebody telling me that I've got a truckload of broccoli coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, that's another I, whole thing. That I guess they're... Whole, they're very creative. I, I would imagine that. Okay, I got oh, a truckload of, of oranges, and I've got some broccoli coming. What, what are we going to make with those two things? <laughs> There's actually an app. I don't know if you've heard of this app, but where you just type in, you know, I've got an orange, an onion, and some peas. What can I make? Oh, you're kidding! No, no, there is. There's an app that says, "Here, here's a recipe." So, hey, Rob. I, hey, Rob. Did you hear that? I think I think you're going to like that. I do. You like to eat. You like to eat? Yes. I like anything. It's like whatever's in your fridge. I like I like food, period. <laughs> yes, he loves to talk about agriculture because we love to talk about food. Well, how how do people get involved? How what what's your phone number, website? Well, before uh, that, is she uh, Nita, are you a good cook? Am I a good what? cook? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I I like to eat also. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to say, you know, I, I do cook. Actually, I can make a really great chicken Kiev and a couple other recipes, but I'm much more of a enthusiastic um, consumer of food than I am like a cook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I know, I know some of the companies that you're picking up food from, like Go Green here in Encinitas, the hydroponic lettuce uh, yes. folks, and I toured their plant, a couple, plant, I mean, it's a greenhouse, a couple weeks ago. And boy, oh boy, that is beautiful lettuce, just absolutely oh. beautiful. And you said that they, you know, what they can't sell, they give to you. So these yes. people are getting some really high-quality produce. Oh, my God. I mean, and so we, we work with several different, I mean, we work with small food pantries. We work with small um, feeding agencies, but also larger feeding agencies that have industrial kitchens. <clears throat> and um, when they get this, a lot of those, Chefs and cooks know what this is, and they are just unbelievably impressed because they will look at us and say, do you know what this is? And we'll say, well, I think we know what this is. And they're like, you know what this costs? They're like, yeah, it's pretty expensive stuff. I and mean, we get some really exotic sort of ingredients. So they are thrilled. I mean, and like you said, they have to be pretty creative because, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. And you could get a whole, like, 60 pounds of broccoli or Brussels sprouts, and then you can get, you know, lemongrass and some, I don't know, passion fruit. Wow, what do you do? I, I, so I see always... a, Yeah, I would do a super sauce with that. <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. No, that sounds, that sounds good. So what is your website um, name? Yes. You know, so yeah, our tell website, people what your website is. Yes, so if anyone is interested in our mission or what we do, or if you live in the San Diego area and want to come out and pick, pick some citrus or work at a farmer's market for an afternoon, it's super fun. Our website is producegood.org, that's producegood.org, um, P-R-O-D-U-C-E-G-O-O-D.org, and you can just email us at info at producegood.org. You can also call us at 760-492-3467. And on your website, I bet you have that film that you showed us last week of people just having a blast picking citrus on a Saturday morning. Well, yeah. actually, Ingie, we're that's going up April 1. We, we kind of do quarterly things, but we yes, okay. we will definitely have that amazing video. We had a yeah. really fun event 
and it was it was um, videotaped by one of our volunteers. And he did a great job, and it really shows what we do, and it makes you know the whole concept very um, you know kind of understandable. You know, we go out in these fragrant, beautiful orchards. Everybody's having a great time. It smells wonderful, and yep. you're picking fruit. And at the end, you can see what you did, like literally the fruits of your labor. <laughs> are right there in all these big bins. And if you even go on our website, you can see a few pictures of what we do. And it's very um, visual, and it really gives an idea of how much we do and what, how it's benefiting the community. Yeah. And for our listening audience, if, you, if anybody is, uh, you know, an employee of maybe a company or has a company or part of a larger organization, don't you yeah. often host? Uh, organizational volunteer events. You know, every organization wants to have like a volunteer day with all their employees. So this would be an ideal way for them to accomplish that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we we have a, a corporate sort of a uh, gleaning program for many. Com- I mean, for any company that wants to do some team building experience or something with their employees that is different and fun. And really, we have had we it, it, the feedback we get from everybody is that you know it's this is nothing like anything they've ever done before and they really enjoy it especially people who are sitting in front of a computer for you know all day long yeah be yeah. out there I, in the fresh air you know picking fruit with their coworkers it's really amazing and we do have a suggested donation from those companies and they are happy to do it and we have many repeats and um it's been a tremendous success for us to be able to offer that to companies to be able to have some social responsibility. Well, Nita, thank you so much for what you do. We're just about two minutes away from the end of the show, uh, top of the hour here, 655. Uh, congratulations on your EPA award and thank your you. Cal Recycle grant and, you know, 900 volunteers and 13,000 meals and uh, tons and tons and tons of produce that you're, you're saving water because you're saving food. We thank you and very much. It's so happy making for us, honestly. It just is like a win-win for everybody. And, you know, because we do this and people can see what they do, it's such a rewarding thing, I think, for everybody. You know, building community while raising the awareness about, you know, you know, food waste and about hunger. It's just a really, really been a very wonderful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, Oh, go ahead. So our show, our show will now be on uh, iTunes in a in a couple of weeks, yes. and so you can use that, Nita. You can link to that and help promote uh, this it's not, effort. It's on a bunch of stuff. It's on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Are you, bunch, are you, bunch list? Hey, can I ask one more question, Quickie? Absolutely. Are you Are you going to be doing? I know. I, th- I think it was back in September. You did a, a food rescue capacity building workshop. Was that you? Did I? Yeah. No. No. Nita. Did. Did Nita oh. do that back in September? Uh, we did. We were in a, at the um, in September. We were at the um, San Diego Food System Alliance. We did do a whole. We did do a workshop. We were in a. Um, I was presenting at a, a work group there. Were you there? No, I heard. I, I heard about it. That's why I was asking about. I, oh, I, yeah, I, I did not. I did that. not get to go, but I heard about it. Oh yeah, it was great. It was wonderful because it was really talking about how we work in the community and what exactly it is that we do and how people can get involved. Cool. Well, we we really thank you for coming on. Ingi Ingi always has great guests. Yeah. She, she knows how to pick them better than we do, so we appreciate that. 
Oh, I don't know. Thank you got you some so pretty much. good ones. Too. You got some pretty good ones too. But uh, <laughs> I thought Nita dovetailed very nicely with uh, with Dana Gunders. Yes. And uh, again, we're all about um, doing more with our water, being efficient, whether it's for golf or landscaping or commercial buildings or farms. And uh, this is one way we can be more efficient with our water is by using the food that we produce with our water. So Absolutely. I'm, love what Nita's doing. I, I, t- I can tell you I honestly clean my plate every single night. I leave nothing <laughs> oh, left. Oh, good for you. The clean That's plate a good club. boy. I love it. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, thanks, Nita. We're going to head off for our thank commercial for so our final much. things. We appreciate you coming on. Angie, thank you very much. We do appreciate that. As always, you're a great host for the Ag Show. Oh, uh, well, thank you, and have a wonderful evening and week, and we'll see you next month on the Ag Podcast. You got it.